Thank you for joining us here at Dominion Life Church for another inspired teaching from God's Holy Scriptures. We expect that this teaching will encourage, challenge, and strengthen you in your life. Now, may the eyes of your understanding be enlightened to know what the hope of His calling is for you. Without further delay, enjoy the teaching. Uh, I was up last night a little bit, laying in bed, just praying, Lord, Lord, what do you want me to share? And... um, and I thought I went to bed thinking that I was going to talk about one thing. And then I woke up this morning and he said, I want you to talk about something else. And I'm like, okay, I have not really anything on that. So he says, well, that's what I'm for. So that's what my spirit is here for. So I said, okay, Lord, I trust you. I have, I have more faith in your ability to speak through me than my ability to plan and prepare. And so... Um, one of the thing that I wanted to talk about this morning, I, be, I feel the Lord wants to talk about, because originally I wanted to talk about what do we do now? What's the next steps? And the next steps is obviously, as Jesus said, as you go, preach the gospel, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, freely you've received, so freely give, right? And so it's an as-you-go gospel. And I began to, uh, this morning when I woke up, I just heard um, just a statement. And, and it's actually something that the Lord has been dealing with me about just in, in my quiet time, uh, of, I've been disciplining myself to wake up at the same time every day to just be with him, to seek him. And, um, and it's funny. Now, it's, it's not, I guess maybe, we'll see. See if you think it's funny. Um, but I guess that maybe the better, best word to use is, is interesting because there would be times where I wake up, the, the, the alarm sounds, and I'm sitting there, and... I have a choice to make. Either I snooze for about 10 more minutes or I get up and, and, and I, I discipline myself to get up. And the motivation was not because I have to, it's because I want to. And I would sit there and I tell myself and, 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 and I, I have this internal dialogue and it's like, I love you, Lord. I, lo- I want to get up. And my, my eyes aren't quite open. They're still stuck with that. You know, you're like, you know, you're like, but Lord, my flesh, my body wants to snooze, but my spirit wants to be with you. I want to get up. And so you get up, brush up, and then, because I don't want to offend the Lord with my, <laughs> uh, and, and, and you, you spend time with the Lord. And, and the Lord, in, in this, those times of just being with him and, and just loving on him, has been speaking to me about the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. And it is incredible how all throughout the Bible, from the beginning to the end, it's talked about the fear of the Lord. And every person who ever did anything great for the Lord, who, who had any kind of sustaining uh, uh, life of, of holiness, purity, um, testimony in their life, you, you see that at some point it says about them how they feared the Lord, that the fear of the Lord was on them. And I actually didn't even know this, but I, you know how we know all the different names of the Lord, you know, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Seed Canoe, Jehovah Shalom, right? Um, you know that there, 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 there's a name that we don't really think about very much or we don't probably even know or use very much. And it's actually, 
it refers to God as the fear of Abraham. The fear of Abraham. He is the fear of Abraham. And, it, and it's interesting because it says, and, and it, like, it, I, think I, I, uh, I think I wrote it down, um, but it's, it's in Genesis. Um, or is, okay, so here's, here's one reference to it. It's in Genesis 31, 53. It says, the God of Abraham, the God of Nahor, and the God of their father judged between us, and Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac. It's not talking about Isaac. It's talking about the one in whom Isaac feared. And his God is referred to the fear of his father. That's how, that's how he's referring to God because in the New King James, it's capitalized. It, 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 he's, he's talking about God. And it's interesting. I never knew that that's how um, they, uh, the, the writer or Moses is referring to the Lord. Um, and it says it in another place to see, unless the God of my father, the, the, the God of Abraham and the fear of Isaac had been with me. Surely now you would have sent me away empty-handed. Unless the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. That's really interesting that one of the, the names, I mean, I've never known that. I never knew that that was the case. That, that, it, that it refers to God as the fear of Isaac or the fear of my father, uh, Abraham, or Isaac, excuse me. But it's interesting because when you, when you study scripture, you see that all, all throughout, all throughout, you, you see um, the fear of the Lord being mentioned upon his saints and the blessing of the fear of the Lord. We know that one of, the, one of our favorite scriptures we get from Psalms or from uh, Proverbs, and it talks about uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom or knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning you know, uh, uh, James says, if anybody lacks wisdom, have the mask, right? And he will give it, right? But if you don't have the fear of the Lord, you, you, you're not going to have it. You're not going to get it because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And it says fools despise. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but it says fools despise wisdom and knowledge. Why? Because a foolish person despises the fear of the Lord. Because if you despise wisdom and knowledge, then you despise the means by which you get it, which is the fear of the Lord. And you know, the Bible talks about two, there's, there's, there's a couple of different words that talk about fear, uh, or excuse me, that, that describe fear. And one obviously is terror and dread. And the other one is like reverence and awe, right? And it, it actually uses both interchangeably. Now, I'm not suggesting that we walk around, you know, with this, this condemnation that like, oh, like God's going to get me. And, you know, that's, that's not what I'm suggesting at all. All right. So disclaimer, that's not what I'm suggesting at all. But I am suggesting, or I am not even suggesting, I, I'm, I'm going to the word of God and saying that there is a place where we have godly fear. And you'll see it's in every saint. You'll see it. It's in, it's in the book of Acts. You see, it's in, 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 in the, the epistles. You see, Peter wrote about it. You see, John wrote about it. And, and, and so you see Old 
Testament and New Covenant examples of where the fear of the Lord was absolutely necessary. And it, it hasn't changed. They feared the Lord then. It, it was a, it was a, a necessary um, uh, characteristic or, or commodity for their lives in, 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 in following the Lord and trusting the Lord. And you see it in the new covenant reality also. And, and I'm going to share a wealth of scripture. I mean, there was so much, so much scripture on this. And it, 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 what's going to happen is that at the end of this, this teaching, at the end of this exhortation, as you read the word, you're going to see it all over. You're going to see it all over. Because here's, and this is one of the reasons why I think the Lord is bringing this out um, at this time, is because the world has been putting fear has been broadcasting fear and a lot of people fear the, what the world says as opposed to fearing who God is. And so why, now this is me, why won't I get the vaccine? Because I fear the Lord. Because I don't fear disease. Because I don't fear sickness. Because I don't fear death. I fear the Lord. I fear the Lord. He said that he is my help. He said that the plague will not come upon me. He said that a, a thousand and then 10,000, but it won't come near my dwelling. I fear the Lord. I reverence the Lord. So I don't need it. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's wise. Not according to the world standard, but according to the Lord's standard. That's why it's necessary. Because there's always going to be this, see, your mo- the reason behind, behind what you do is so important. And I, I, I taught uh, uh, several months ago about um, uh, how Jesus constantly says, fear not. Okay? So there's, there's two types of fear you see in the Bible, the fear of man and the fear of the Lord. And every time you hear Jesus saying, fear not, he's talking about the fear of man. He's talking about the fear of the world. He's talking about uh, the, the, the fear of what man might do to you and what, what man might think about you. Worry and anxiety, all those things. That's when he says, fear not, that's what he's talking about. And then even later on, you might be saying, but hey, well, hold on, brother, because it, it says that, that you know, he who, who, who uh, uh, does not love has not been perfected or who, who fears has not been perfected because fear has to do with torment. Yeah, he's talking about the fear of the world. Not the fear of the Lord, because the Bible says the fear of the Lord is pure and clean. So he can't be talking about the fear of the Lord. It is absolutely necessary. There's a lot of people and see, this is this. The fear of the Lord helps to put integrity in you that you do not take his name in vain. You do not say his name without power and you do not say what you don't what you know he's not saying. And unfortunately, there's too many people that get up behind pulpits and say what they're saying, not what he's saying. There's too many people that are behind a screen on YouTube that are saying what they think he's saying, but they have not studied the scriptures to know what he's saying. And that's why I believe it's James who says, not many of you should become teachers because you're going to be held to a stricter you know? Why? Because we will 
Every word that we speak will be taken into account. And so I fear the Lord. So therefore, there's an integrity that comes upon me that says, Lord, I will not say anything you're not saying. Like I love how, how Brother Curry talks about, listen, it's not about me giving you my opinion because opinions are a dime a dozen. I could bring up a topic and probably in this room of, of, of how many people there are, there'll probably be that many opinions. So I can't live by opinion because they change over time. But the word of God endures forever. It changes not. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will by no means pass away. So what it said, you know, 2000 years ago when it was put to, 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 to paper, it says today and it'll say 2000 years all the way into the millennia. Upon millennia, it'll say the same thing because all things are held together by the word of his power. So it's not about my opinion. It's about what the word of God is saying. And what you see, if you study the word of God, when you look at the scriptures, both old and new, you'll see this constant thread of the fear of the Lord. And I want to take you to uh, several places. I have a ton of scripture that we, we I'll, I'll try to, to, to run through these as quickly as I can so that you will have something to hold on to more than just someone opening their mouth and saying something on a pulpit. You have the word of God, right? He's exalted his word above his name. So we need to exalt his word above what we think, feel, or our experience. Amen? Some, are you all still on board with me? Because it's not being on board with me. It's about being on board with the word. Okay. And this is, this is, this is a necessary ingredient. It was a necessary ingredient in the life of Jesus. And I'll show you that. I'll show you that. It's incredible. It's absolutely awesome. And it's the one thing I think um, we don't talk enough about because the fear of the world is so prevalent in the church that when we talk about fear, our mind goes to these other places. But no, no, I'm talking about the, the, the awe and reverence of the Lord God that I would not even dare to think about going outside of my covenant with him, that I wouldn't dare to think about taking his, 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 his name in vain and saying it without power or without authority or adding to the word. As it says in Revelation, do not take away from or add to. There's a lot of people, well-meaning, well, well-meaning people that are adding to the revelation of Jesus Christ. They're adding to it. There's a whole denomination that's based on that. A New Testament of Jesus Christ. You've just added to. And the Bible's very clear. If you add to or take away from, he'll add to you the plagues of the book. But the fear of the Lord says, you know what? I, I may have had a revelation or something, but the revelation is telling me that, I, that, that this is, we need to add this and we need to add this and we need to add that but I don't see it here. So the fear of the Lord says, nope. I will not go beyond what the Lord has said. Now there are things that the Lord does speak that, that are consistent with his principle, consistent with his character. And that, yeah, sure. But I'm talking, there's a lot of people adding stuff. Not in the books, not even consistent. Just not there. And so I asked, where's the fear of the Lord? He says, yeah, I don't even want to, I don't want to go there. Because the Lord is God. 
The Lord is God. You, think, you imagine when, when uh, um, what's that guy's name? Uh, Elijah called down fire and consumed the, the altar, the soaked altar. The fear of God came upon everybody. Changed the nation for a time. But it, it, what, what amazes me is that the fear of the Lord and the joy of the Lord can both be consistent and operating at the same time. I'm not saying you walk around like, you know, and I, I feel like I have to say this because sometimes people hear what you're not saying. I'm not asking you to be all serious and, you know, oh, you know, can I, can I touch this paper? Because I don't, you know, no, like God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. He desires you. He created you. He died for you. So understanding and having the fear of the Lord is, I would say, consistent with the new creation. From what God intended from the beginning, even had Adam looked at the apple or the fruit in Eve's hand and said, yeah, it does look good for food. But the Lord is God. I don't want to touch anything. He said I, I, not to touch. So love. I'm, I'm sorry you did what you did. I will go before the Lord and give my life for yours. Just like Jesus did. Just like Jesus did. All right. Let's get to the scriptures. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 says this. It says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is man's all. Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Psalms 25, 14 says this. It says, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant. Psalm 33, 18, behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy. Psalm 111, 10, and these are just some scriptures, not even all that it talks about the fear of the Lord in us. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments, his praise endures forever. Psalm 135, 20, bless the Lord, O house of Levi, you who fear the Lord, bless the Lord. So even the fear of the Lord is the beginning of worship. You know, I, I always struggle when I see people in worship that just don't engage. Because I'm like, God is worthy. Yeah. I mean, what would you do if he showed up? Would you be like, what's up, God? <laughs> no, you'd be fully undone. And yet it says that we come boldly before the throne of grace, that we're before him. Jesus threw his flesh toward the veil so that we come before him boldly. See, we're cool about finding help in time of need, but when it comes, when it comes time to worship him, like he's there because he is, Good. Like, 
The fear of the Lord propels you to worship God. Because, oh my gosh, he's awesome. He's amazing. He is Lord. He's the, you wouldn't even have breath if it wasn't for him. You wouldn't have a voice to speak if it wasn't for him. I remember there was a, a, a faithful minister of the living God and, 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 and this, this brother, I mean, was, was walking in all, the, all the, the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. I mean, people were, were, were have asking him and still to this day, his, his, his calendar is filled, you know, a year or two in advance. He, 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 there's not enough days in the week um, that he can fulfill for how many invites he get invites he gets and and he's he's just he, he's an awesome man of god and um he 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 came to he was invited to a meeting he showed up he shows up at the meeting and uh he, he walks in and he says that everybody's worshiping and this the atmosphere is, is just he says it's, it's just it was awesome you know people were going after just loving on jesus and he got a word for a woman and he said the word was so detailed and just like boom, boom, boom. He just knew, oh man. And he's just thinking like, whoo, I'm going to release this word. And, and, and the, the church is going to go bananas because of just how God loves us and knows us. And so everything's going on and, and he goes up and he grabs the mic and he stands before. He goes to open his mouth and he can't speak. He can't speak. And, and he's sitting there and he's like trying to speak. And he said, he said, the Lord said to him, see, if it wasn't even for me, you wouldn't even be able to speak. And he just fell out on the, on the floor. And I don't even think he taught that night. Oh, no, he did. He actually ended up sharing the word, you know, 30, 45 minutes later and, and just blessed. Because it was, it was a word from the Lord for the, for, the, for the lady. But see, in his mind, he's like, oh, man, this is going to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's dressing it up. He's like, and God's like, no, 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 it's not about all that. I'm, I'm the Lord. I'm to be honored. I'm to be revered. This is my word coming out of your mouth. And I'm like, wow. Lord, help me. Lord, help me that I don't just presume. Humility. The Lord is God. One, uh, Psalm 147, 11. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and those who hope in his mercy. Wow. We see the same fear upon Abraham when he goes to sacrifice Isaac. That's what the Lord said. He says, listen, now I know you fear the Lord. The angel spoke, the angel of the Lord spoke to him as he's about to drive the knife. And he says, wait, don't, don't lay a hand on him. He says, now I know you fear me. Now I know. You're willing to do something that most would think unthinkable. The promise, the son of your old age. But it's because of his godly fear and his faith in the Lord. He knew that even if I have to sacrifice him, God will raise him up. I mean, that's the Lord is God. He said it. That settles it. He said it. That settles it. It's that awe and reverence because the Lord is God. It's good. 
Psalm 2.11 says, serve the Lord with fear and, with, and rejoice with trembling. You know, the Bible also talks about those that tremble at his word. He's seeking for those that would tremble at his word. That's, that's talking about having this reverence for him. You know, and, 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 and uh, well, I'll, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I'll get to the reason. I think this is the reason why the Lord is, is bringing this out. Um, not only are we combated with the world's fear and we need to know where we stand. We need to know, know whom we serve. As Joshua says, hey, listen, choose you this day whom you will serve. Choose you this day whom ye will serve. If the Lord is God, serve him. That's what Elijah said. If the Lord is God, serve him. But if anything else, then go after that. But I'm here to tell you in Jesus' name, the Lord is God. Psalm 5, 7, but as for me, I will come into your house in the multitude of your mercy. In fear of you, I will worship towards your holy temple. Psalm 19, 7 through 9, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. The fear of the Lord is clean. Have you ever thought of the fear of God being clean? (laughs) The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring, forever. Remember, there's a counterfeit for everything, right? There's a counterfeit fear, and then there's the fear of the Lord, which is clean. And it it endures forever. It endures forever. Let's talk a little bit about what the fear of the Lord can produce in us. In Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13, it says this, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, arrogance, and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Proverbs 8.13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. So when, when, when somebody who says they know God, who says they love God, promotes evil, I know that they don't. I know they don't fear him. Maybe, maybe they, they love their image of him, but, but, but they, don't, they don't fear the Lord because it's to hate evil. And there's a lot of people who, who, you know, claim, oh, we're all created in God's image. We're, you know, we have that spark of divinity and all this, you know, lip service, but the fear of the Lord isn't in them. I mean, you just think about politicians. People who we thought have our same values that completely sell us out. Why? Because the fear of the Lord isn't in them. Because that's evil. Hypocrisy is evil. You say one thing and then you do another. I'm telling you, this puts integrity in your heart. Fearing the Lord is a, is a godly thing. Godly fear is a good thing. And again, I'm going to show you this in, even in the life of Jesus. Proverbs 9.10, let's get through this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So not only does the fear of the Lord cause us to hate that which is evil, but it also is the beginning of wisdom. The uh, Psalm, uh, excuse me, Proverbs 10, 27, the fear of the Lord prolongs days. You want long life? Fear him. Reverence him. 
but the years of the wicked will be shortened. Interesting. Proverbs 14, 26. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. Who wants more confidence? Boldness. The righteous are as bold as a lion, right? The wicked flee and no one, when no one's pursuing them. If you fear the Lord, then you trust his word. There's no flea in you because you know he's with you. He's for you. He's your foreguard. Here's your rear guard. He walks beside you. He's in you. He's your strong tower. The fear of the Lord brings confidence. Man, I don't care what man, who cares what man can do to me? I fear the Lord. Strong confidence. It says, and his children will have a place of refuge. Proverbs 14, 27. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. Beloved, we're talking about the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. That's awesome. (laughs) To turn one away from the snares of death. The fear of the Lord will turn you away from the snares of death. Proverbs 15, 16 says this, better is a little with fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord because if you have the fear of the Lord, you have a fountain of life, you have confidence, you have long days, you have wisdom. (laughs) Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. Proverbs 16, 6 says, in the mercy and truth, Excuse me, in mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity. And by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. We talked about that a little bit. Proverbs 19, uh, 23. The fear of the Lord leads to life. Leads to life. Uh, Did 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 y'all all know that this, all this was connected to the fear of the Lord? No. Yeah some, yeah, some parts I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I knew that, I knew that. But a lot of this, I'm like, who put that there? <laughs> Proverbs 19.23, the fear of the Lord leads to life, and he who has it will abide in satisfaction. You want to be satisfied? That's what I'm saying. Like, Christians that ain't satisfied, you ain't doing it right. <laughs> And somebody said, well, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm just not satisfied. I'm just, I'm not content. And I'm like, well, you fear the Lord. Because you fear the Lord, you will abide in satisfaction. You will be satisfied in him. And check this out. If you keep reading, it says, and he will not be visited with evil. Proverbs 22, 4 says, by humility and fear, the Lord, excuse me, by humility and, and the fear of the Lord, are riches and honor and life. I'm telling you, it's not just, it's not just some tactic that the Catholics made up to control people. I know it sound, that sounds a little rough, but knowing people who have come out of Catholicism, it, it's all about the, the, that God is going to spank you. Well, because probably most of the nuns did. I got spanked when I was in, uh, in, uh, in, in kindergarten by my principal. I got whooped. 
with a paddle. It must have been, I mean, it's probably smaller than that, but to a <laughs> kindergarten butt, it, I mean, it was huge. <laughs> but I digress. <clears throat> so let's talk a little bit about Jesus. Jesus, the son of the living God, God made flesh. What does it say about Jesus and the fear of the Lord? Isaiah 11 two through three. It says, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord will be upon Jesus. His delight, verse three, his delight is in the fear of the Lord. Jesus's delight was in fearing God. Where would what? Where did all these come? The Bible. <laughs> Hidden in plain sight. His delight, Jesus' delight is in fearing the Father. He loved the Father. Come on. The Father loved the Son. We see this all throughout. He loves you. And yet, there was a place in Jesus's life for the fear of the, of the Lord. His delight was there. Neither did he judge by his sight or his eyes, nor did he decide by the hearing of his ears. Why? Because he delighted in the fear of the Lord. Isaiah 33, 6 says this about Jesus. It says, wisdom and knowledge will be, stability of, uh, will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. This is talking about the one who is God, who became flesh and now fears God. What? The son of man, the son of God, God in flesh, Emmanuel, God with us is saying, my delight is to fear him. The fear of the Lord is my treasure. It is a godly thing to honor and revere the living God. Matthew 10, 28. This is Jesus's words. It says, do not fear those who, who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. This is Jesus talking. The way, the truth, and the life. Remember we talked about two types of fear? The fear of the world, the fear of man, and then the fear of the Lord. Jesus is showing the difference between the two. Don't fear those that can destroy your body only. Don't put your reverence in awe. You know, well, I don't want to say that because what if people, you know, they might come against me. People might think I'm crazy. People might think I'm, this. people might, uh, but what if they all raise up against me? But what if they, what if, you know, you know, you know in, in, in these times, you know, what if they just start killing Christians? What if they, they force us to take this thing? And what if they, and what if they, yeah, it just sounds like you're fearing those that can kill the body. But what does the Lord say? Fear me, trust me. Because he says, cursed is him who puts his trust in flesh. Flesh was never meant to be my salvation. My salvation is in him. 
He is the source of all things according to my life. So Lord, I, I, I'm asking, put that fear in me. Well, well, more than that, because it's not your fault if I don't, it's my fault. Lord, I choose to revere, to honor and awe, respect you, to fear you. People are, some people are afraid of that word because of all the different connotations that come along with it. Because we're so used to the other, the worldly fear. You know, like the Bible talks about the word sorrow. You know, but, but there's two sorrows. There's a sorrow, like the world sorrows, and it produces regret, which produces death. And then there's a godly sorrow that produces repentance and then leads to change and transformation. So discerning the two, having your senses trained to discern good from evil. What are we talking about? With your senses trained and renewed, man, I can say, Father, I fear you. And he knows what I mean, and I know what I mean. And there's no confusion in my soul about it. You, know, you, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, do away with all the, the bad connotations. He knows what you're talking about. He knows what you mean. And so does the devil. Luke, not, uh, Luke 1 49 to 55. I'm going to read this really quickly. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Man, is there anybody that God did something great for you? And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. And it talks about more of all the amazing things that the Lord has done. His mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. Acts, and we get into the book of Acts. Jesus, he ascended. He wrapped this thing up. He said, it is finished. He defeated hell in the grave. And this is how the apostles and the disciples are going out. Acts 2, verse 40. It says, and with many other words, he testified, Peter, and exhorted them saying, be saved from this perverse generation. And those who, were, who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. It's interesting that Luke decides to add that there. And fear, a godly fear came upon the people. Oh, the Lord is God. Woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Woe is me if I don't follow his statutes because the Lord is God. And I'm not. So I will do what you say. And it says signs and wonders, wonders and signs were done through them. Why? Wow, they started at the starting place was was, was the fear of the Lord. Acts 5, 11 through 12. And this is, I think, after what happened with Ananias and Sapphira. It says, great fear come upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. It's interesting. Once again, you see Luke mentions the fear of the Lord. 
And, and, and by the, the fear of the Lord, they begin to launch out and do the things that Jesus had called them to do with great signs and wonders. 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. He's writing this to New Testament saints. In the fear of God. Hebrews 5, 7 through 8. It says, who in the days of his flesh, who is he talking about? Jesus, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. He's, he's, he's crying out to the father and was heard because he was the son of God. Is that what your Bible says? No. And he was heard because it was his hour and his time. It says he was heard because of his godly fear. That's what the writer of Hebrews says. He was heard because of his God. He, it wasn't because he was the Christ. I mean, that's not what it says. It says it was heard because of his godly fear. Though he was a son, he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. He was heard because of his godly fear. Beloved, fear isn't the only thing, but I think it's something that we've kind of bypassed for a long time. Well, I, I just don't feel like it. I just, you know, I, just, you know. I mean, God sees. He knows our hearts. He sees our thoughts. He sees our actions. Woe is me if I don't fear the Lord and I don't live the way he designed and created me to live. Because I love him. Because he is God. I mean, I know he won't, but he has the ability to just snap his finger and just be like, all right, I'm done. I know he won't go beyond his, his word because he says he won't. But remember, everything in this room that we see and know, the neighbor in front, to the left, to the right, behind you, they exist because God designed because God does decided, he desires that. That's what, that's what it says in, in, in scripture. It says, it says that we came forth not by the will of man, but by the will of God. For all things were made for him and through him and by him. Even Jesus had godly fear. It was necessary for Jesus to have godly fear. So we cannot be accepted. 1 Peter 2.17, it says, Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. You see, so I'm telling you, and again, these, these are just some of the scriptures all throughout. And I'm going to end with one last scripture in Revelation, because I've just showed you from Genesis to Psalms to Joshua to Isaiah, Deuteronomy. I mean, it's all throughout. Matthew, the very words of Jesus, Acts. Corinthians, Hebrews, Peter. Now Revelation eleven eighteen. 18. It says, the nations were angry and your wrath has come and the time of the dead 
that they should be judged and that you should reward your servants and prophets and the saints and those who fear your name, small and great, and, and bring destruction upon the earth. Oh, excuse me. Uh, and, and you should destroy those who destroy the earth. But those who fear your name is the ones that says God is going to reward. So what does that look like? It looks like after we've just received such revelation of the truth of, of God's life through us, the healing in the atonement, that we can do the same things that Jesus did and yet even greater. What that should do is because of the godly fear you, you possess that you know you have, you begin to step out without regard. I mean, remember Jesus says, I'm sending you out as lambs among wolves. And that's why he says, don't fear them, but fear him. Because the one in whom you have godly fear will protect, establish, and cause you to produce fruit. Don't believe the report of the world. But with godly fear and godly reverence, embrace the truth of who God has created you to be and what he's called you to do. Plenty of scripture just talked about how good it is to fear the Lord. Fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's a fountain of life. It's the place where we find confidence and satisfaction. So I pray in Jesus' name that as you begin to study the word of God, as you begin to read the word of God, you see this and you begin, begin to, to, to change the definition, the perspective that you probably have always had your whole life of, of tormenting fear with the, the pure, clean fear of the Lord. And may you love him and know that he loves you. Amen? Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this powerful teaching. For more information about Dominion Life Church, you can locate us on the internet at dominionlifechurch.org or you can call us at 469-209-0946. Until next time, may you be a hearer and doer of the Word of God.